Before we start, I just want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. That's $10 off your first order if you go to BuiltBar.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Monday, June 29th, the first official day of spring slash summer training across Major League Baseball. Some exciting news coming down the pike this week. It was announced that four teams will be playing on July 23rd, the unofficial opening night for baseball leading into July 24th, which will be opening day officially. And I do have to say, I'm not a huge fan of that. I get why they're doing that this year, but I like it when all teams play on the same day. I like when everyone plays an opening day. I don't like anyone getting singled out. With that said, the teams that they singled out in this particular case, it makes a ton of sense. Max Scherzer v. Garrett Cole opening night in the nation's capital between the Nationals and the New York Yankees. It doesn't get much better than that. I mean, arguably the two best pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, I would put Jacob DeGrom ahead of both of them, but that's a, a conversation for another day. Exciting news. Actual baseball. We can finally breathe. Thank God. It was also announced the 60-player pool for all Major League Baseball rosters starting this season. They announced the Tigers 60 players. No real surprises. One player that was left off this list but will be added will be Spencer Torkelson, who is likely to sign his rookie contract as early as today, possibly, but definitely at some point this week. So that's exciting news. Will we see him at the Major League level in 2020? I still highly doubt it, but you never, never know. I saw one source that said that Spencer Torkelson right now could bat clean up for the Tigers, and as awesome as that is, when you really think about it, maybe not, maybe a bit of a backhanded compliment about how bad that Tigers lineup actually is. But I do want to talk today about which players benefit the most from a 60-game season and which players hurt the most with a 60-game season. Who are the ones that are going to be most greatly impacted by a 60-game season this year and which ones will not be? I'm going to start off with the three who I believe stocks will be improved, potentially, with the implementation of a 60-game season. And the first one I'm going to start with is Matt Boyd. Now, not so much Matt Boyd, the individual, as much as Matt Boyd, the trade piece. One thing, and I talked about this on one of the very early podcasts that I did when I started doing this, is that Matt Boyd's numbers through the first two months of the season over the last three years have been very sparkling. I mean, 2017, they were good. 2018 and 2019, they were wonderful. There were even rumors in both years of him potentially being an all-star pitcher. He kind of fell off a cliff after those first two months. But in only a two-month season, I think Matt Boyd's stock as a potential trade chip gets dramatically, drastically improved. Look, I know there's some people who like Matt Boyd a lot and believe he's part of the future here. I don't. I think he's he's an okay pitcher. He's, he adds a lot to a team. He can give you innings. He's going to get a lot of strikeouts. Also gives up a lot of hard contact. And he gave up a ton of home runs in the second half of last season. But we need to accept the fact that this rotation going forward is going to be pretty darn full. I think you could pretty much, with pending injuries, you could pretty much lock up Mize, Manning, and Scooball into the opening day rotation in 2021. So that leaves you with two open spots and potentially up to four pitchers filling those spots. Spencer Turnbull, who I'm going to talk about a little bit later, Matt Boyd, Michael Falmer, and maybe even Daniel Norris. And you only have two spots available, which means one of those guys, probably more, is going to either be released or traded at some point going forward. And the one that 
I think most people would believe you can get the most back for will be Matt Boyd. He's a guy who we know can give you innings. His durability doesn't need to be tested. We know he can he can pitch innings for you. He strikes out a lot of batters. I think this is a chance here in a 60-game season to really improve his stock and potentially be a trade piece in the offseason or maybe even at the trade deadline, depending on how good he pitches. Another guy or guys who I think will benefit from a 60-game season are all the young pitchers. Mize, Manning, Scooball, I, I do think we'll see somewhere between one to three, one to all of those guys in the major leagues at some point in this 60-game season. And the reason I think it, it helps them is that there's nowhere to go but up. If they get called up, and I've, I talked about this extensively last week, if they get called up and get rocked, it doesn't change how I feel about their future here. I, I still think that they are guys who are going to be key pieces of this organization going forward. You can't take a lot out of you know potentially 5 to 12 starts. So I don't think their stock can be hurt. But it could be drastically helped. If they get called up and start pitching some really good baseball, I think the entire narrative regarding the future of this organization drastically improves. So I think all those guys, it will be a test run, but it's it's a win-win situation if you call them up. If they stink, well, that's fine. They'll start the season in the major leagues next year. They know what to work on. If they're good, it improves how the fan base is going to look at this rebuild going forward. The last guy who I think stock will be improved, and it's another potential trade piece, is Joe Jimenez. He has had a very strange career. You know, a big prospect, was expected to be the lights-out closer of the future, got called up in 2017, was abysmal, started the season in the bullpen in 2018, pitched some great baseball, made the all-star team, fell off in the second half, was not so good last year. The stuff is excellent, wipeout slider, firm fastball, though not as explosive, I think, as we originally thought. I think he still has the makings of being a really solid reliever in the major leagues. If he can come out of the gate firing darts, collect a lot of saves, this is going to be the first season in which he is going to be the closer from day one. If he can get a lot of strikeouts, keep the whip down, keep runners off base, keep runs off the board, he could be potentially their best trade piece at the deadline, which it's going to be a weird deadline, but his contract is friendly. I could see a team in desperate need of bullpen help taking a guy like that. The bullpen's going to stink anyway. It's a crapshoot. Make Buck Farmer the closer if need be. I like Joe Jimenez. I think he's a good pitcher, but I don't see him as part of the long-term plans for this organization. To me, he's kind of pitched his way out of it. He, he hasn't decided whether or not he's good or bad. We've seen him be brilliant in flashes, and we've seen him go long stretches getting completely bombarded and rocked. I think that inconsistency has really killed him, and it's why I don't think he's part of the future here, but he could be a very valuable trade piece going forward. So that's going to do it for segment one. When I come back, I'm going to talk about the players who I think are going to suffer the most from only playing in a 60-game season. We'll be right back. Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, 8 chocolate nut-free flavors. It says so on the packaging. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I had my very first one just the other day, the peanut butter brownie one. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, which have a little bit of crunch to them, these, they really do melt in your mouth. And Built Bars are healthy too. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Look at uh, something like the peanut butter brownie, the one I just talked about. That's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams 
net carbs. You can try them today, but we have a special offer as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back. So like I said in segment one, in this segment, we're going to talk about which players I think are going to be most negatively impacted by a 60-game season. And the first one I'm going to start with, I think this might be a bit controversial, but let me explain, is Miguel Cabrera. And the reason for that is, is, look, let's be honest with ourselves here. What we're watching Miguel Cabrera for at this point is just to watch him reach milestones. They want him to do the whole victory lap, reaching 3,000 hits, reaching 500 home runs. Both are are accomplishments I do believe he will reach. Sadly, having 102 games cut off of an entire season is going to slow down that process. Even if he comes out this season and is tearing the, the cover off the ball and ripping doubles and smacking home runs, everyone will only look at it as, well, Miggy stayed healthy, but it wasn't only a 60-game season. How much can we take from it? As opposed to the young pitchers who I brought up, to me, this season for Miguel Cabrera is kind of a lose-lose. He won't reach the 500 home run threshold. He's definitely not going to reach 3,000 hits this season. It's kind of just a no-win scenario, even if he is completely healthy for the whole 60-game stretch and does hit the ball fairly well. I don't think it's going to do much in terms of people's faith in his performance going forward. He's getting older every single day. Another pair of guys who I feel like are going to be impacted negatively by a shortened season are Jonathan Scope and CJ Crone. Now, I think they'll put up probably numbers that are on par with the numbers they've put up in their careers, but unfortunately for them, these are two guys who are on one-year deals who are playing for contracts going forward, much like they were last year. They ended up getting one-year deals in Detroit. They want something more following this season. The thing that I think they're going to run into, and I think it's the issue that 90% of players on one-year deals are going to run into going into free agency this year, is that the sample size is going to be too small. I don't see any team, let's say let's say Crone and Scope just kill it. Let's just say they're the two best hitters on this team, and they're two of the best hitters in the American League. I don't see any team despite how well these guys might perform, being like, okay, well, now we got to dish out the big bucks to sign these guys long-term. I I just don't see it. And I think their stock, the second the season was delayed, immediately went down. These were two guys in contract years who have had, like I 
just mentioned, 102 games cut off of their potential contract season. I think it can only hurt their stock, even if they do put up good numbers. The last guy who I feel like is going to be hurt by a 60-game season, and it won't hurt him a ton, but I do still feel like it's going to negatively impact him, is Spencer Turnbull. I like Spencer Turnbull. I think he's got good stuff. I think he is actually part of the future of this organization going forward. I think he will be an effective fourth or fifth starter for this team in the future. But he needs reps. He has things he needs to improve on. He needs to improve his off-speed stuff a little bit. He needs to improve on repeating his delivery. And more importantly, he needs to, once again, experience the grind of a full 162-game season, something that you just can't experience in the minors. And unfortunately, he's not going to have that opportunity this season. Do I think it's going to negatively impact his arm or his stuff going forward? No, I don't. I just think it's a major disappointment that a guy who needs those reps isn't going to be able to get them, especially a guy who I do believe is going to be part of the future here. Do I think he's going to be a huge key piece of this team? Do I think he's going to be a Cy Young winner, perennial all-star? No, but we saw in points last year, especially in the first half, moments of brilliance from Spencer Turnbull. This is a guy with really good stuff, and and you need one of those hidden gems in your system if you're going to develop a championship core. If there was one guy on this roster at all a season ago who I felt like played his way into the future, and look, his numbers weren't even that good, but just based on stuff, just based on age, I feel like Spencer Turnbull is probably the most likely guy on this roster right now that could be in a Tigers uniform three, four, five years down the road. Obviously, Miggy gets thrown into that category as well, but that's more so because of contract and not necessarily performance. I I like Spencer Turnbull as a pitcher. I think he's going to be good, but I think only playing a 60-game season in your second full year in the league isn't going to do a guy who needs those reps, who needs those innings, who needs to experience the grind of a 162-game season any real favors. So that is going to do it for today's show. Went by kind of fast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. I feel like I rambled a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. But you can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. If you have any questions for the mailbag segment, you can send those to the show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at Gmail. And if you're feeling up to it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be back here on Wednesday with a brand new Locked on Tigers. I appreciate all of you. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers. Still here? Are you surprised? Yeah, me too. I was going back and listening to this podcast, and I had to make a lot of edits. I was stammering and and stumbling over my words, and I just felt like it was too short, so I wanted to add this kind of epilogue here so you guys don't feel like you're being slighted. I'm, I'm out of baseball stuff to talk about right now, but I do just want to add kind of a, a PSA regarding some of the behavior I've seen both in public and, and on videos on Twitter of people freaking out in public when they get shamed, quote-unquote, for not wearing a mask. I just want to say, people, look, as somebody who works behind a register, wear a mask. All right, please, if you're going out in public, wear a mask. Unless there is some medical reason as to why you can't, though I don't think there are many reasons why someone couldn't be wearing a mask, but I'm sure they exist. And while you're at it, just be good to people. 
you're going to the grocery store, don't freak out at the employee. If you're at a restaurant, don't freak out at the server. If you're getting served at a register, don't freak out at the customer service rep. All right, they're doing the best they can. Now, th this whole year has been so discouraging for the human psyche. And I, I know I reference this movie all the time. It is my favorite film of all time. But Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight from 2008 is a remarkably influential film in my life. I'll be posting a, a video essay to YouTube about it here pretty shortly. But one of the things uh, after watching it recently that I, I truly realized was how true the Joker's philosophy is. The idea that all people, when pushed to their limits, will choose chaos instead of order and everyone is just as mad internally as he is and anyone can turn completely evil if their spirit is broken now a lot of people's spirit hasn't been broken but his belief that all people's morals their their code is a facade is completely true and i guarantee every person that's been caught on video over the last several months just saying the most horrible racial slurs is someone who has said at some point in their life, oh, I would never say anything racist, right, until something mildly inconvenient happens to you. All these people who say, oh, I'm a patriot. I would never betray my country. I'll do whatever my country asks of me. Then all of a sudden they ask you to wear a mask and people, everyone loses their minds, as Heath Ledger says in that movie. It's very sad, and I just want to let people know, take a deep breath, calm down, and do what's right. A lot of people are under the assumption that this entire pandemic exists solely to impact them. This whole thing, the social distancing, the wearing the mask, the washing of the hands, isn't about you. It's about helping other people. And we just live in a society that is so remarkably selfish right now that people can't understand that sometimes it is better to do something to help other people. Because if we each went out of our way every day to help one person, Everyone would be pretty darn happy, but we never do. Even I'm guilty of that. So I just want to throw that out there. If you're going out in public, wear a mask. Don't make an idiot of yourself and be good to each other. All right, I will see you guys on Wednesday.